Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. Welcome back, and thank you so much for waiting out my hiatus. And if this is your very first visit to my podcast, welcome. I haven't posted a new episode in about two months. You know, I usually release an episode every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., so you can listen while you garden or jog or clean out the garage Or you can save it for your commute or put it on while you write to your prison pen pals. That's when I listen to podcasts. So what's happening? My pen pals know all about my mom. I don't know if you've heard yet or not, but five years ago, she was diagnosed with bile duct cancer. The prognosis was pretty grim. She was given four to 12 months to live, even with aggressive treatment. But she went through chemo, radiation, and even surgery, which was not easy. All right, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, Mom went to the Florida hospital to find out about surgery, and the doctor said she didn't pass the eyeball test. He didn't think that she'd survive the surgery. Well, along with cancer, Mom started having back problems, arthritis, and compressed vertebrae. So she didn't like sitting in a car for more than an hour just to get to Orlando. Um, And then once we got to the hospital, we'd have to get inside and get upstairs, even with an elevator. It's still a hike. Then we wait in the waiting room. When they finally call us, her doctor had the office furthest down a long, long hall. The nurses come in to take weight and blood pressure. And by the time the doctor came in, mom had had it. I mean, she did not like doctors to begin with. So, of course, she's pale. She looks weak. She's tired. I asked the doctor what she had to do to get strong enough for surgery, to prove to him that she was capable of surviving. He said she had to walk one mile without sitting down. Can she hold on to a walker or like a shopping cart? So he said yes, and I got pedometers and took mom to TJ Maxx. We walked up and down the aisles and back and forth across the store until the pedometers read more than one mile. The doctor did agree to give her the surgery. That was in 2017. So I stayed with her in the hospital. I was sleeping on that tiny, uncomfortable couch, but I highly recommend bringing an assistant. Let's call me an assistant whenever you can. When mom wanted iced tea, I could run down to the cafeteria and grab it. If she dropped something or if she was cold or she needed an extra pillow out of the closet, she didn't have to bother a nurse. That can give the nurses more time for other patients. And when mom needed a nurse and no one was responding to the call button, I could step into the hallway and get their attention more quickly. My point is that mom and I were very close. Even as corona restrictions became a thing, mom told her doctors that I was her assistant. She wasn't going anywhere without me. I thought she was a little bit silly. I mean, a nurse can help you stand up and get to the bathroom, but it's nice for me to be there, to get all the information, and to share time with her. Mom was very convincing, and I accompanied her to the chemo treatments and radiation treatments that she had to start last year when the cancer came back. So, all right, fast forward to the beginning of this March. Mom called me to ask me to help her get back in bed because she couldn't move her legs. I said we should call the hospital to find out why she couldn't move her legs. So uh, she went by ambulance, she stayed in the hospital for two days, moved to rehab, and there she vomited blood. They sent her back to the hospital. The doctor said that she was bleeding in her intestines and they couldn't operate, so they recommended hospice. I spoke to her oncologist and he said, yeah, 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 take advantage of hospice. 
you can always go off of hospice. Mom could get a blood test, and if her hemoglobin was low from the blood loss, she could go to the hospital for a blood transfusion and then back on hospice. See, hospice won't normally give you a blood transfusion because that is something to help you get better, not to help you be comfortable until you pass away. But you can get off of hospice and go back on, or you can get off of hospice and stay off of hospice. They'll provide a team of care, nurses, an aid to help with bathing, massage therapist, medical supplies, and medications. And they'll have a nurse look at, and a doctor, look at all of the medications to make sure that uh, nothing is contraindicated. You can take everything. Nothing's going to um, have a, a bad reaction. Well, mom still needed my help since she was bedbound, And she didn't like having to call different people with hospice. You never know who's going to show up. And if you're a private person, you don't want someone you've never met before coming to help you get cleaned up and change your clothes. Uh, so she would call me. I live right down the street from her. And I was just exhausted from visiting several times through the night and then trying to fall back asleep. I started sleeping in her spare room, but I wasn't posting any podcasts. I mean, I wasn't even opening my mail. On March 30th, mom passed away. I thought that she was getting better. Her blood tests were good. She was doing physical therapy. Her color was looking better. I mean, it has been such a roller coaster of emotions starting five years ago. But there were some good things. Um, she passed away sleep peacefully in her sleep, and I was asleep in the chair next to her. My brother moved back to town um, about two months ago, and my father was there for her. You know, I just, I feel like everyone has to go at some point. It was almost like she got to pick, this is how I want it to happen. I, I mean, maybe uh, without all the suffering and pain and stuff like that, I'm sure she wouldn't have picked that. I spent the last few years telling and showing mom how much I love her. I mean, five years ago, I bought this book called The Story of Mom and Me. It's filled with prompts, you know, like mom's favorite movies or my favorite recipe from mom and mom's best advice. But the book was huge. Even with the help of my four children, it took us till this year to finish it. But we gave it to her on her birthday a few months ago. And we were able to sit with her while she read it. And she looked at all the drawings and all the photographs that we had added to it. Still, as prepared as I thought that I was, I've had a hard time saying goodbye to my mom. I mean, she's one of my best friends. How does someone in prison deal with that kind of grief? You know, I can get into my car and I can scream. I can cry. I can find some space to myself whenever I need it. I can spend all day in bed. But what can someone do when they're in prison? My friend Tay lost his son last year. I sent him a sympathy card, and I printed some photos of his son from his Facebook page. But now I feel like that was woefully insufficient. My mom accomplished so much in her lifetime. Tay's son was only 20. Mom was surrounded by family, but Tay was separated from his son by his situation. I have another friend 
who saw someone get beat up and later that other inmate died. Now my pen pal is suffering from depression, anxiety, PTSD. I give the best advice that I can, you know, um, talk to someone. It's like free talk therapy. Ask for actual therapy. Eat right as best you can in prison. Exercise. Have goals, projects. You can help someone less fortunate than you. Get a good night's sleep. Read a good book. Anything that you can for a distraction. I do that. I spend time with friends. Uh, I clean up the house. I went camping with my girls and their scout troop. But then I come home and I feel like I'm starting over again from zero. And even when I say I clean up the house, it's like I feel like I should have more time in my day and yet I don't. I'm only able to get accomplished a fraction of what I used to get accomplished. Now, I'm just trying to answer my mail. My pen, pay, my pen pal RJ, excuse me, wrote to me, and it was only two sentences. Let me read it to you. Claire, I haven't heard from you in weeks. Is everything okay? You have me all the way worried. Can you please write me and let me know what's going on? I'd appreciate it. As I am sincerely, RJ. Then he did what I always recommend to you guys that have pen pals. Write to them again. Don't wait to get a letter in the mail. Things get lost. People get distracted. It doesn't mean that your pen pal doesn't want to hear from you. So he wrote and said, I, I did send out um, a mass mailing. You know, I just typed something up on the computer and, and told my pen pals that my mom had passed away. So um, he did get that letter. Uh, Claire, I just want to say how truly sorry I am for your loss. My heart surely goes out to you in your situation. I know loss all too well, and it strains the heart. Never a good feeling. The only thing that I can say is to try to stay strong, and at least your mom is in a better place, and you were there for her. That's what counts the most. Just know that I'm here for you as much as I can be. I'm sorry I'm, I'm unable to give you a hug and be there for you. But you're on my mind and always in my prayers, Claire. I care about you a lot. I hope the kids are doing okay at this time. And I hope that and I hope that you're okay. He wrote it as though the word is squished together a little bit. It almost looked like I hope that you're a wreck. I hope that you're okay. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Karma is gonna turn everything around. Seriously. I am, as I am sincerely. RJ. Um, then, oh, I have to read you one more from my friend Misty, who is always so sweet and so optimistic. I don't know how she does it. Hi, Claire. I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. I don't know much else to say. As I know not many words can comfort at a time like this. I'm so glad that you were there and that you both got to spend time together. It seems as peaceful as it could be. She knows how very much you love her, and she knows, and she loved you in even more. A little kindness goes a long way, so be good to your dad and your brother when you can. I'm sure they're wondering how to be kind to you too. Life's too short not to be kind whenever you can. You are so kind, Claire. I'm sure you'll have no problem. 
I'm proud of you for taking such good care of her. You should be proud too. You're a great daughter and a great mom and wife and friend. I'm sending all my love and prayers and hugs your way. Love your friend, Misty. I'm trying to answer letters now that I've been ignoring for the last two months. Um, so many of my pen pals have been praying and asking about mom, sharing their own fear of not being able to be there for their moms when they need help, congratulating me on all the, the hard work that I've been putting in for mom, but I was the lucky one because mom was there for me too. Um, there's one more letter that I want to share from Daniel. Hopefully you guys um, remember these pen pals that have talked about them from earlier. Claire, how's it going? Are you doing okay? I know that's a dumb question, but I have to ask, right? I got your letter the other night and I read it. I almost missed the backside. I flipped it over and I read the back and then just kind of sat there, you know? I never met her. I only know her as your mom but I felt like I knew her. Does that sound strange? Like we've talked about how our moms were doing just about every letter and I could feel your love for her through your letters. I too wish I'd been able to meet her and I'm so glad that you were there with her. She was able to go peacefully in her sleep. You're such a strong person. I'm not sure if I could have taken it as well as you did. I think I might just go off the deep end if I lost my mom. I know, I know that it will happen someday, but still. I'm here for you, if you need to talk, to vent, or even scream. I hadn't noticed, but ever since I got this letter from you, I've been calling my mom a lot. She asked yesterday why I was worrying so much and why I seemed to be needing to talk to her more. I told her I've just had her on my mind a lot, and then I told her about you losing your mom. It just puts things into perspective, I guess. There's so much. So much that I want to share to you about my pen pals and how this group of pen pals that I wanted to help have been so helpful to me, how I wanted to support them and at a time like this, they're here to support me. So I guess we'll talk about it next Saturday. <laughs> Until then, um, tell everyone that you know about the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. It's always free. And of course, find your own friends in prison.